Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on Love Inside, it's our three-part series with Matt Barnett, Matthew Barnett. We all know him as Barnett. And it is, uh, we went through the the initial process, how we got on the show, first impressions. We went through the love triangle. And now we're going to get to life after marriage and, and what it's been like. So I'll, I'll start, Barnett, with the actual ceremony itself. Uh, you shared with us that, that you were going to go into this 100% committed that Amber kind of put the the screws to you before she agreed to marry you that, that she wanted to make sure you were 100% in. So was there any ever was there ever any wavering before the actual ceremony that this might not happen? Um no, we had a conversation I think probably 2 or 3 weeks before. I think yeah, 2 or 3 weeks before and uh the conversation was basically if you're not going if we're not going to go through with this at all like we need to know early because we don't want to like surprise each other and like make each other like really upset on, on camera on national TV or international TV, because it's like, if we're not feeling it, we're not feeling it. And there's no point in hurting someone at the end. So we had that conversation and the day of the wedding, I, I did have cold feet because, you know, I'm pretty sure most people, I hope that's a normal reaction because it's like, you're, if you're going in into a marriage, like, with the right intentions, like you're, you're planning on being married to that person for the rest of your life and spending the rest of your life with that person. And I'm like, I'm 20, was I 28 at the time? Yeah, I was 28. And I was like, I felt still pretty young. And I was like, you know, that could be 60, 70 years with the same person. Like, can I do it? And like, I, I think I took a shower that morning and I just like sat in the shower, like crying. I was like, I'm like, this is scary. <laughs> this is real. Like this is, this is who I'm going to marry for the rest of my life. Like, can I do that? And I was like, and I texted her that morning and I was like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting cold feet. Like I'm like nervous. I'm like really stressed. And like, and then my phone got taken away. So I didn't get to <laughs> respond. So, like you're not supposed to have your phone. I'm like, Oh no. Right. So there's, there's some drama. <laughs> there were, um there were a couple 
there were a couple kind of moments. Um, it seemed like, I don't know, they tell me if I'm wrong, but like there was the moment when, and look, finances are a big deal in marriage. Uh, I think everybody knows that. Um, when she shares with you kind of about her debt, about her, her lack of credit, or if you want to call it responsibility financially, kind of to, to some of her obligations. And it seemed like you were really taken aback by that. Is that fair? Did that kind of stop in your tracks a little bit? No, uh, okay. <laughs> it's not fair. Uh, so we actually, I mean, we had conversations about money and stuff outside of what you guys got to see. And I think the biggest conversation we had was, you know, I actually had almost $30,000 in student debt too. So like, that wasn't a, like a surprise to me and the credit card, like $700 is not a very high limit on yeah. the credit card. So I was like, I've, I've, I've dated girls that have much more expensive makeup habits. <laughs> right. I wasn't worried about that. Like, and then, you know, we both talked about like anything that we're coming into this marriage together, we're going to, we're going to handle it separately. Like I'm going to handle my debts. You're going to handle your debts. And, and that's going to be that. And then, you know, everything we do together, we're going to, we're going to build together and we're going to pay for it together. Like all our, all our utilities, all the stuff with buying a house and things like that. And, and uh, yeah, we, we made that decision. And then I think the reaction that you guys got to see was actually a different reaction to a conversation that we had about, I had made an off, off-handed comment about us not being able to have kids. And she, she started crying like on the spot because, you know, of her abortion and it was very intense and like, right. it was kind of, it was, it was very intense. And I was like taken aback because I was like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, to push that button or like, anything like that. Cause I was just like, like what's the, like that, that could be a possibility and you know it, it just like hit all at once and I was I took I took a step back so you guys didn't really get to see that conversation but yeah so that was the precursor to the the debt and then I think they also the kind of one of the key lines there was you know I, I don't want to live to work I want to work to or work to live live to work and it, it you know that that was just kind of it seemed like it was a different sort of uh, idea than you might have and the way you approach you know your work and, and personal life so I Honestly, like, I think that's the way, I mean, there are people that do like work and that's all they want to do. And like, that's, they enjoy it. But I mean, a lot of people don't really like, if they didn't have to do something to make, make a living, they wouldn't, you know, like, it's just, it's, right. it's fair. It's a fair comment. Like I would rather like, you know, work a couple of days and then go do a lot of fun stuff. Like that's, that's, I'm a hundred percent down for that. So like I, I had no like negative thoughts towards that comment at all. So, right. I mean, I would much rather live than, than work my whole life. So, and then the other bit of adversity that we saw or perceived adversity was your family um, and, and how that all went. Oh, my, my family is the goofiest, most awkward pe like family in the <laughs> world. Like I love them to death, but they're, and they're so much fun. And, and I feel like <laughs> uh, my conversation saying they're conservative is just like, they they are conservative to a point like where like they're not like they're not going to be dropping f-bombs left and right they're not going to be you know like i don't know extra rowdy but they are like they're still goofy and they'll still have fun so and i think i think you guys got to see some of the reactions to some things that maybe have just would have were awkward in the moment but they weren't like their actual reactions over the whole over meeting amber and stuff like that like she was super nervous when we got there she was like shaking like like, I don't know why I'm shaking. Like, I'm just really nervous. Like, because it was, it was so fast, like meeting my family, like a week after getting engaged with somebody you've known for 10 days, like it's pretty fast. Like it's, it's, it's a like very intense situation and, and you don't really know what you're getting into. So, but uh, no, I mean, 
like I think they helped everyone had a conversation with Amber that day and like they were all like loved her and like they, they were just a little bit protective of me because they know that you know I could possibly rush into something and, and not be you know the best decision for me and they, they kind of didn't understand what was going on so so yeah. what about the uh the conversation we saw with your brother that seemed to be kind of the peak that was like peak families freaking out sort of moment uh did that did that get better did did it do anything with your relationship with him no so danny i I love my brother he's always been someone i've looked up to and he he was just you know he's eight years older than me so he's always like been very protective of me and so he's always just making sure i'm making the right decisions and he just didn't want me to to rush into something without thinking it all the way through because he's a very thoughtful person. He likes to think hard about things. And like, I, I, I mean, I think our conversation kind of went towards like those 10 days that I spent in, in the, in the facility, in the pods, getting close to this person, like it made me ready to marry this person. Like it got me to a point that I've never gotten to before with anybody else, because I've been in multiple long-term relationships where the end thought was always to get married and it never worked out that way. And, and, and then I built this connection with her that took 10 days and it was stronger than anything I've ever built after multiple years of dating people. So, yeah. So I like our conversation was like, he was just making sure that I was making a good decision and he was making sure that I was being smart and yeah, that's just a protective older brother. So did the, um, prior to that, I'm kind of, I'm going, I'm jumping all over the place, just trying to kind of get to where the, the relationship ended up. But did, did anything happen in like Mexico? You know, you guys talked about the bubble and how great it was. Was there any hiccup there when you see the other couples um, for the first time? Did that do anything? Did it change the relationship? Did it make you feel different at all when you saw some of the other, the girls that you were courting? No, I, when I saw them all, like I kind of, so I kind of knew that they were there because. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. So I, well, I didn't know who was there. I knew that people had gotten engaged because they didn't come back <laughs> basically. Right. So, um, I knew there were people that were engaged. And then I think I caught, like I was walking through one, one night, like the night we got there, I was walking through and I like caught a glimpse of, I didn't know it was a girl that had cameras on her and she was like far away and I didn't know who it was. It ended up being diamond after I think her fight, her night fight with Carlton. And, uh, I didn't know what was going on. So I, I was like, Oh, there's other people here. Like they didn't let us know there are people here yet, but I didn't know we were actually going to interact. So, right. so w- when I get to see everybody, I think, uh, yeah, no, nobody like surprised me or nobody was like, like I kind of was set on Amber. <laughs> so, right. And she was like her compared to everybody else in my mind was like, right. no, no comparison. So, yeah. I didn't know just based on it, it seemed like, and again, it helps, you know, play the role of the villain. Jess was the one that, you know, was like, Oh, Barnett. And I mean, to the point that she even kind of threw it in Mark's face, like, Oh, I'm so attracted to to Barnett. I didn't know if any of that came up, even just kind of a curiosity, like, Oh, wow. That's, that's what Jess looks like. That's what G looks like kind of thing. No, <laughs> I yeah. think, I think I kind of had a good idea of what everybody looked like. And I kind of wasn't overly surprised. And um Yeah. No, nobody like, I mean, even Lauren's beautiful, but like, I still like Amber a thousand percent sure. over even her. So yeah. did the Jessica thing put a stress on your relationship with, with Amber at all kind of through the, the apartment and through Mexico of, of her just continually trying to kind of establish something with you? 
So the one, the last date that we went on, or like, I guess the date, like the meeting, last meeting we had by uh, when I had a little stupid beanie on, <laughs> I was trying to look like where's Waldo really hard. So <laughs> with what, with what the wet clothing I actually had. So I was right. like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna look as goofy as possible. Cause that was after, uh, that was probably a week after our, our little conversation at my birthday. And so like at that point we kind of knew that there was something going on like, that she wasn't being like great to mark like we were all about like making sure mark was okay and like i think we had a couple conversations with mark just making sure that everything was going fine with him and like trying to fill him out and then then had that conversation by the pool and i think i didn't want to (laughs) go and amber didn't want me to go and i think she sat upstairs like she knew that i was out there with her and she was like not happy about it at all so right yeah, yeah and that was yeah that was the last time i saw jessica and i think yeah that was that was the only stress that she caused was that day pretty much and then past that i don't i didn't even know anything happened at the bachelorette party so right yeah i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we can now fast forward to back to the wedding day. Cold feet, they take your phone, you send the text, you're now standing at the altar, uh, kind of walk us through that that window of time that we got to see, I don't know, maybe like four to five minutes of. Yeah, you didn't get to see a lot. Uh, so I think that whole day, I spent like three or four hours down in the basement, just like chilling, like with my friends and my brothers. And uh, and then like I, I saw my mom, I saw my grandma and my, my dad and they all came and said, hey, and my mom like put my little uh, boutonniere thingy on and everything. She stabbed me a couple of times, but <laughs> anyways, uh, the, uh, yeah, I think uh, everything leading up to it, like I calmed down really quickly. I had a beer with Nick Lachey and like, we talked about stuff too. And it was like, I'm ready for this. Like, like, let's do it. And like, I'm, everybody asked me if I was ready and I was like, I'm ready. So, so I was like, when I got up there on the, on the, on the altar, you know, I kind of looked out at everybody and I was like, I knew half the people because half of them were Amber's friends and we hadn't met them yet really. Cause we, I'd only had, you know, the opportunity to meet a few people before because it was like three weeks or four weeks. So right. we didn't really have a lot of time to meet all the people in her life and all the people in my life. So I sat up there and, uh, and yeah, I was just like laughing and goofing off with everybody waiting on Amber to show up. And then when she showed up, I was like all eyes on her <laughs> right. and it was really hard not to look at her. Yeah. She was gorgeous. So, so that's uh, so you get married, and then the show is basically over until the uh, until the reunion show. So, kind of catch us up now. Now that now this is the the part where nobody has any idea what's happened. How long ago was that? How long have you been married? I you just rubbed your head, so that's perfect. I got to see the wedding ring on your finger there. Um, so, so kind of what's what's happened since? What what can you fill us in on? Oh man. So it's been a long time. The first, I think the first two months or three months we were together, it was like, we were all, we were in La La Land. Everything was great. Like we were like loving each other and like every moment was amazing. And then kind of like reality hit, like, you know, we aren't a hundred percent perfect. <laughs> and I think it kind of, it caught us both off guard and like we were trying to put our expectations on each other and you know, like of what we expected out of someone in a marriage that we hadn't really, like we thought we had discussed it, but like, talking about it and actually living it out it's a little bit different so we kind of had a little a stressful time there first for like a you know a few weeks or a few months where we were kind of just like bat bashing heads we're both very stubborn people and then i think once we got past that i mean we still we still butt heads we're still both stubborn stubborn people but like we went on vacation with my my family to to, to italy to to like my grandma passed away right before going on the show and uh, it was basically we, we, we got her cremated. We took her ashes out there and like, you know, we, we did all that stuff out there. We got to see my great uncle and his son and, uh, and, and and meet my grandma's best friend from when she was a kid and everything like that. So it was pretty it was a pretty awesome adventure that we went on. And, and since then, we've like, I don't know, we've been going to concerts up until now, obviously, but we've been going to concerts and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff outside like we've been every weekend we had some big thing going on so uh it's been very adventurous very very fun it's kind of nice to have this time to kind of step back and just kind of hang but and we are we are in quarantine or we are mostly in quarantine yeah. and uh 
and living together in, in an apartment right now is very um, we're on top of each other all the time so it's kind of it does get difficult but it's it's just trying to find our own space and stuff like that but what about um any like serious adversity was was there any and, and you know look you're you're not the average couple i mean you you got engaged on on one of the most popular shows you know worldwide in the last 12 months so people continue to follow they want to know every last detail and it seems like there was something out there that maybe there was a, a real rocky patch for for a minute there so i think the I'm, i don't know there's the rockiest patch was we we had to learn how to like handle each other a little bit better and i think i don't know nothing nothing too crazy i think just we, we had a few big like arguments that kind of just led to like is this right and i think we had like a time limit like where we said we if we don't last in six months you know we're we, we're gonna end it basically and like and and we we kind of got past that and we're like we're we're good so and all i think, well I think I'd, yeah i think i think i think the hardest part is knowing that like there's, there's, like we said, a time to, to make sure we were, we were going to actually make this last. So, so once we got past that mindset, like once we realized that we we're going to do, you know, this forever, like really, really do it forever. It kind of like, okay, yeah, we're good. So, so how long has it been just for people that, that kind of don't know what the timeline was of when it was shot, when you got married and, and kind of how long you guys have been married? It's May. It was October, November, so a year and a half at least, a right. little over a year and a half maybe. So. Any uh, any conversation about the uh, the expansion of the family? Like anything that uh, that you can a, update us on there? A new dog? Maybe. A new dog? Okay, <laughs> gotcha. No, uh, we've talked, but I mean, it's not like something that uh, we're not trying for kids. But gotcha. You know, like if it happens, it happens. We're married. Like we kind of have a foundation at least. A pretty decent foundation. I know once kids we have kids, it'll be more expensive and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> we, turns have a, out. We, have a, we have a decent foundation, so we're we're good in case. But but overall, we're not trying. And, and I think that if uh, I think we may start trying, if nothing happens in the next you know year or so. But we haven't really a hundred percent said yes to that. So or I haven't hundred percent said yes to that. Who uh, who's the better cook? Uh. Who's the better cook? I would say Amber is the best cook I've ever met. So I I, I feel like that. No, is she, not she's sincere. no, she's she's a hundred percent way better of a cook than I am. But I've cooked for myself before and like actually tried and done good. So, but she okay. hasn't got to see it because every time I do, I do bad. So, <laughs> uh, what about in terms of keeping the uh, the house together? Who's doing the laundry, the dishes? Is it a partnership or one of you clean, one of you not as clean? We both hate laundry, so that's fair. Uh, I do the dishes and the trash most of the time. She does it sometimes. Uh, she's She cleans up a lot more than I do. I pick up like random things here and there, but overall she she's a little bit cleaner than I am. She has more stuff though. She has a lot more stuff, a lot more clothes okay. and a lot more... Uh, like makeup and stuff like so the the bathroom counter is mostly her stuff and then i have like a little corner of mine so we uh we got to see in the uh in the facility the the guy side of the facility there was a, a lot of a lot of exercise action going on a lot of uh push-ups and and so in in this time of quarantine has that carried over are the two of you like 
I don't know, doing bar method with cans of beans or something like that? Like, what are you guys doing to, to kind of keep yourself occupied here? So I, I have a nice hill that I go to that's outside. And uh, I've, I've been doing like one of those like video workout things. And Amber will kind of join every once in a while. But I do that pretty much every day. And then, yeah, uh, I have I have two thirty packs of beer that I was curling there, with for there you a go. little while, but you know, I kind of started getting into them, so <laughs> I don't exactly have anymore. right. They're now fifteen packs. That, you know what? Just more reps. That's all it is. You drink one, and you got to do a couple extra reps yeah, every just, time you just drink. Just a lot one. of a lot of that. <laughs> that's my go. that's my curls. So. Right, twelve ounce curls. <laughs> the um, in terms of uh, binge watching, what are you guys watching right now? Binge watching, or maybe not binging. What do you got? Anything in particular that you guys are watching together? Uh, we, they put, uh, community on Netflix. So I'm trying to watch through that cause it's an okay. awesome show. And I did, I'd, I'd never seen it before. So I started w- trying to watch through that. Like we watched through the entire office, uh, little parks, right. But I mean, we kind of, uh, Amber's watching the flash to catch up and then we're going to like, I've watched a little bit with her, but overall, like she's catching up to me so we can finish the, the next two seasons so okay. that. And then. Yeah, and I don't know. Not really, not really too much like in the new stuff. Like I haven't watched the new uh, Netflix show, like Too Hot to Handle. I haven't watched that, and I haven't. I think I watched one episode or two episodes of Tiger King, but I couldn't. Like I don't know. I didn't get. Right. I didn't get into it like everybody else seems oh, to. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. The um, what about uh, in terms of the, the other people on the show? Like, have you have you maintained uh, a relationship with with anybody? Uh, a lot of the, the conversations that I've had since the show came out was not really, it was more with the, the couples that were going through, you know, this basically. I've talked to Mark a lot. We, we play Call of Duty together. We were supposed to play last night. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> um, uh, Call of Duty or, well, what am I talking about? I started talking about Call of Duty. Um, Mark, I've talked to a lot. I've talked to, uh, to Cameron and Lauren a lot and Damien um, a lot. So, but besides that, I mean, I, I talked to like random people from the cast, like that were that you guys didn't really get to see much of, but for the most part, I think we have our, our group chat, which I've kind of been out of really, I haven't been paying attention too much, but we, up, up until the show came out, we were talking like crazy. So. Do you think, um, do you think you'll maintain those relationships? Uh, I'll try it. I mean, as much as you can you know there's that's what i mean like are they friends are they just people that you went through because it's it's weird right it's a very short frame of time but it's a very intense time that you go through this experience together so i'm just kind of trying to figure out if that if that carries over as opposed to you know you've got friends that you've made over the course of your entire life you've grown up with you went to school with obviously been through a lot more with yeah so i mean like the friends that that are were my friends before like are are my main friends for sure but i mean nobody else has been through the experience that we like people on the show have been through and so it's, it's a lot easier to talk to them about what, what we're going through. And, you know, I mean, I, like, I, if any of them ever reach out to me, like I'm a hundred percent, like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you, but you know, I'm not, I'm not like keeping in constant contact with them, like talking to them every day and stuff like that. But yeah, we, we're all, we're all, we all know a lot about each other and all have seen each other cry a lot. So <laughs> So I think, you know, if anybody ever reaches out to me or if I ever needed anything, I know that I could reach out to any of them and they'd be, you know, 100% down to, to talk. So. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. You know, we, we found out that, that two more seasons, uh, Love is Blind, picked up for two more seasons on Netflix. So obviously you guys did a, a heck of a job. People were interested. Uh, they, they wanted to see, you know, ultimately what happened between all of you and the, the rest of the cast. So uh, what what do you say to let's just say you know one of your I, I would assume you have nothing but but positives uh, you, you met your wife you guys are still together all is well but but what would you say to the people that are thinking about going on the show? Uh, it's it's tough because I you know I wouldn't really know what like if I were to go back and tell myself what to do and stuff like that it would kind of ruin the experience for me and it kind of sucks for them because they they know what to expect a little bit I hope they kind of mix it up a little bit or somehow change it a little bit so that it's not the exact same but 
but you know, I think go into it with an open mind and an open heart because that's like, I kind of wish that I could have, you know, been more honest with myself earlier and, and like been able to like open up earlier in the show. So you gotta, like, I think that when they get there, they need to realize that, you know, this is about opening up to people. No one's running away from you. Like you're not like going to get ghosted out there. So, I mean, you're going to have the opportunity to talk to these people and build the connection. So, and they're, they're there for this. Hopefully they're there for the right reasons. And, you know, they're going to be there, you know, to get married or at least find someone that could be their soulmate. And, And yeah, so I, I hope that they're going there for the right reasons. So. Give us a, give us an idea. And it's, it's so hard because obviously life has changed. The world has changed with, with, you know, this pandemic and, and COVID-19, but what was life like for the two of you just walking around? I mean, this was, you know, the number one show on Netflix for a while um, before all of this came down. Were you, were you able to walk around as a couple, um, you know, kind of give us an idea of what the level of celebrity was for you and, and what kind of challenges that might have presented? So initially, yeah, I mean, it was probably what it was right at the end of the show, like the like right when the reunion happened. I think that was right when everything was starting to 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 go down yeah. the Corona stuff. And I think uh, I think like I would I'm typically would go out on a Friday night or something like that, just go to a bar and hang out. And and then like the last two Friday nights that I went out, I I was getting stopped by hundreds of people, and then I was like, oh, I can't, I don't know, I don't know how to how to how to talk to all of you people. Like I was very, yeah, I'm not used to being approached at a bar like that. So so it was very overwhelming for sure. And then now like we we live in a very like popular area like over the Brave Stadium, and. Uh, like just walking around there like there's new people there all the time and like you know anybody would stop us and and try to take pictures and stuff like that so and then i think i think right before the the wedding episode came out we went to a park uh to walk to walk our dog and uh someone had like taken pictures and posted them online of us walking together like before they knew that we were together uh yeah (laughs) were you not supposed to do that were you guys not supposed to be out in public together i would assume I was, we were trying to be as cautious as possible, but sometimes, you know, Corona hadn't happened yet. We couldn't stay or we weren't planning on staying inside. Like we didn't, we didn't know it was going to blow up either. So we kind of like weren't worried about it. You know, we didn't think too much about it. And then, yeah, I had pictures of me online, like walking my dog. I'm like, oh, interesting. They're together guys. No, they're not. What about uh, the reunion? I forgot to ask you about that. Uh, there was kind of that moment where where Jess and, and Amber kind of had their exchange, and it just seemed like you were sort of hoping that you weren't sitting in that particular spot at that particular moment. Oh man, the reunion was so much fun. It was cool. It was great seeing everybody again. Um, yeah, and then uh, the whole the whole Amber and Jessica thing. Like, I think me and Amber had conversations before. Like, you got to be like a little like don't don't swing on her or something along right. those lines. And, and yeah, like I was like, because we, we had just seen the, the, the whole show basically, except for the weddings um, two days before, two days before we went to the reunion. So Amber like had like this like fire inside of her because oh, yeah. there, was, there was no time to like think about anything. And it was like, <laughs> they, tried to, they, they tried to set Jessica, they tried to set Jessica next to me. Like they tried to have me in the middle of Jessica on my left and Amber on my right. And Amber was like, no, yeah. <laughs> she's not sitting there. Like, 
that's that's fair that's right. fair and then yeah when when they asked her about about jessica she kind of blew up and i was like just, i'm like if, if you swing like let me know so i can duck right <laughs> get out of the way i was like oh god no but thankfully uh jessica seemed to play it well just uh hey accept it and uh wear it and move on live to, live to fight another day yeah i mean there was a lot of a lot of uh, emotion emotional buildup in such a short time and so yeah i think i think i don't know she 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 did not react the same way but yeah i don't know yeah all right let's uh let's put a button on this and it's a, a game we've played with all the contestants so uh let's it's what we like to call uh Love is blind, or uh, I don't remember what we called it. Love is blind, or uh, deal breakers, something along those lines. So let's say you, you guys do the pods. You the the doors open, you meet, and now you get to learn a little bit more about each other. Um, so tell us if this is a deal breaker, or if you're fine, you can you can live with this. Uh, love is blind. Okay. So how about uh, doesn't wear deodorant? Ooh. <sighs> <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be that big of a stumbling block. Oh, gosh. That's tough. As long as they shower, I guess, not a deal okay. breaker. All right. Parkinson's How about, uh, and I see this to me, I think, is going to be, and I got like a list of about 20 of these, so I got to pick <laughs> wisely. This one, I think, could be a deal breaker for you. Uh, more than three cats. I, I, I'm, I'm not a cat guy. I figured. I don't, I don't like cats all that much. I've met nice cats, but I've also had lots of bad experiences with cats. So, so that would be uh, a, three cats is probably a, a deal breaker. Oh gosh, no, I can't. You know what? I'm not going to say it's a deal breaker. I'm going to give the cats an opportunity. Okay, <laughs> a chance. All right. So. Uh, let's see. How about bad manners? Bad manners. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of more of a. How many deal breakers do I get? Do I just get one? You only get one. Ah, then bad manners. I can, I can, I can, can I teach her better manners? Maybe. Okay. How confident are you? <laughs> All right. How about, uh, how about herpes? <laughs> right. We just, we just ratcheted it up about wow. nine levels. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right. I'll give you one more and you can, then, yeah, then you can pick. Here's, here's your last one. Yeah, what's my last one? That's open, open relationship. God, what do you, these are all like Le levels of deal breakers from deodorant to cats to bad manners around your family. They got bad manners, you know, I mean, I mean honestly, like I would give everyone a chance, but overall, like I, they're all long-term deal breakers for sure. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. I mean, huh. Those aren't, those aren't easy deal breakers. If I only no. get one, if I only get I one, those aren't easy. All right. So. You don't want to pick one, huh? You're saying all of them. Yeah, they're they're all overall deal breakers if they're okay. all long, long term. Yeah, for sure. We'll take it. Uh, great I'm stuff, Barnett. We uh, we appreciate it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a bummer that kind of uh, you know we haven't had a chance to do this sooner with with all the stuff that's happening right now. But we certainly appreciate you taking out a little bit of your time here to to knock this out. Thanks for having me. All right, so that wraps our three-episode series with Barnett. Be sure to keep an eye. Uh, subscribe, leave a comment, and, and watch for new episodes as we are going to continue to track down all 
the participants from the Love is Blind series and get you all that good behind-the-scenes conversation that you so long to hear. Yes, the series may be concluded from season one, but still, as you heard Barnett tell us over those three episodes, so much that we did not know or was not shared with the viewing audience. So again, subscribe, rate, leave us a comment, any recommendations, suggestions, questions you might have. Uh, we certainly encourage that there in the comment section. And as always, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We most definitely appreciate it. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.